You're listening to the Brand Interrupted Podcast, a show for the creative entrepreneur, the radiant leaders, and the rebels at heart. If you're ready to get radically visible, use your voice, and take up space, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Brittany Hammond, filmmaker, story mentor, and serial entrepreneur. Brand Interrupted means liberating yourself from the conditioning and discerning the many contradictory voices of society, family, friends, media, coaches, gurus, anyone or thing that has fit you into a box of check marks and labels, and instead coming back home to yourself. In this podcast, we are all about appointing yourself as the authority and leader of your life. Embrace yourself unconditionally, strip down to your white hot truth, cultivate self-trust and awaken your confidence within so that you can be your true expression in the world, in your life, your relationships, and your business. Ready for some real, raw, and unfiltered conversations? I'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, welcome back to the Brand Interrupted Show. I'm your host, Brittany Hammond, and this episode with Ashley Perkins is particularly special because it's one of those conversations where we were so open and honest about our experience in the online business world. It's kind of one of those conversations you'd want to eavesdrop on because we are not polishing any aspect of this conversation. So, We are diving into conscious messaging, consensual sales, oh yes, consensual sales, and understanding your unique blueprint to connect to your clients. So Ashley helps discouraged entrepreneurs ditch the need for one more marketing strategy and reclaim their power by shifting their focus inward so that they can reprogram their mind for success and create a sustainable, scalable, service-based business without working overtime. A few of the gems that we are going to touch on is conscious messaging, understanding what messages apply to you and which don't. Hint, you decide. We talk about understanding the two-part recipe for overwhelm that leads to analysis paralysis or shiny object syndrome. We talk about the two waves of online entrepreneurship and the positive and harmful messages and marketing that followed. Guys, this is good stuff. (laughs) We talk a lot about consensual sales. We talk a lot about consensual sales and removing the stigma around selling. We're going to dive into what it means to embody your message, how to navigate being triggered by your own coach or mentor, unraveling the codependency dynamic ingrained in a mentor-mentee relationship, and we dive into your human design profile. This episode is sponsored by Untamed Productions. Hey guys, that's me. And I have a special complimentary gift that I want to offer all of you. It's a three-part video series about healing your visibility wounds, tapping into your core message, and showing up on camera. It includes three videos, a beautiful, fun playbook to go through, and very tangible exercises. So head to untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift to access that free download or check it out in the show notes. We also want to invite you into this conversation about these episodes. We don't want this to be a one-way or two-way conversation. So 
join my Facebook group. It's called My Next Level Self with Brittany Hammond or come and find us on the socials. Again, check out the show notes because we want to hear from you. With that being said, let's dive into this episode. Woohoo! We're back. This is the final segment in this season of the Brand Interrupted Show. And I am so honored and excited that I was able to squeeze in Ashley (laughs) (laughs) because we had connected last week. And I always say kind of like people, like-minded people attract like-minded people. So we have a mutual friend, so I know we'll have a lot of fun things to talk about, but welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I'm equally honored and grateful to be here. I'm so excited to dive in and just pour life into your dear listeners today. Awesome. So I am going to start off with this question you have on the homepage of your website. Um, Mm. It says, uh, for coaches, light workers, consultants, practitioners, strategists, etc., um, who after spending all the time working with the people, consuming the content, the trainings, the proven steps, and all of that, and they're still struggling to grow their business and create the income they desire. I kind of paraphrase there, but mm-hmm. I just want to dive into this right away because I think the reason why you and I connect is because you and I have been there of like following the rules, doing all the okay. things. Yes, not getting the results. So just kind of like diving in, what do you see are the top things that really prevent people from, from achieving those results? What's, what's, what's going on there? Yeah, I, I find this is very, this is twofold and it's also very universal. So if you feel a little called out as I'm speaking and sharing this, know that it's okay. You're not alone. Like Brittany and I just mentioned, we've both been in that position. Um, and it's what makes the work that we do so impactful today. However, the twofold part of this is I find so often entrepreneurs, like we get into business because we've got this brilliant idea, or perhaps it's, we genuinely love helping people. Maybe it's a beautiful combination of both. And of course you want to be able to monetize all of that on the side. That's kind of like the bow that wraps up that pretty entrepreneurial package. What often happens though, is when we get started, we're inundated with all of this messaging about the right way to do things. And it's a huge sliding scale because thankfully spirituality is becoming a lot more common and people have confidently stepped out of the spiritual closet. And they're talking about all of the ways in which they've infused that into their business and how it's a necessity. And I'm of the belief that it is because, um, you know, how could you possibly create a divide between your everyday rituals and practices and your business where they're also present? But that's a tangent for another day. However, going back to, we're inundated with all of this information on that sliding scale. So one person's telling us we simply need to visualize our outcome and visualize our goal and affirm it and meditate on it and journal through it. But then we have like the Gary V's of the world who are like, get out there, be on every platform, market, what's your message? What's your niche, 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 all this stuff. And how many offers should I be creating? Who should my offer be helping? And 
it's a recipe for overwhelm to immediately set in. And what often ends up happening is you either slip into analysis paralysis in the form of, I'm just going to meditate on this goal all day, every Mm -hmm. day, and try and visualize this income goal I have for myself or this launch goal I have for myself into existence. And they're not taking any or very little physical action, which is vital and critical to the success of that outcome you're visualizing, or they're on the opposite end of that sliding scale and they're consuming all of that content and forming these beliefs that you need to be on 24 seven. And God forbid, if you step away from your business, it may explode without you. It may all just fall through the cracks without you. And so then we kind of have these two camps of entrepreneurs especially service-based entrepreneurs, where they are so completely overwhelmed. The theme here is overwhelmed, but it's two different Mm -hmm. kinds. They're so completely overwhelmed because they've taken on so much information about infusing, you know, alignment and spirituality into their practice and how that's the way to receive and be in flow that they're not taking action. So it's analysis paralysis in the form of not taking action there. And then there's analysis paralysis in the form of consuming everything and taking action on everything. It's like shiny object syndrome. So like you heard on a podcast that live streaming is the way to to build your business. But then next week you attend a webinar that says launch challenges are the way to build your businesses. And so you're doing all of these things, except you have zero idea what's working. So there's overdoing and underdoing. And what I specialize in is helping service-based entrepreneurs find that equilibrium in the middle where you can be both spiritual and successful. You can be both embodying in the being, but also embodied while you're doing and taking action that's aligned, that's going to serve whatever goal that you have for yourself, not what Gary, I feel like we're picking on Gary V here, but (laughs) sorry. (laughs) He's just the first example that came to my mind, but you know what I mean? It's, it's not just simply following to the T what the Gary V's of the world they're saying because what you're not seeing is that Gary V uh, and many of the Gary V's of the world have so much infrastructure and support behind them that they have that ability to hustle because they have the gasoline, which are the people, the support system, constantly pouring life into that machine. So again, to bring it all together into this nutshell, What we need to do is get more entrepreneurs out of survival mode, which is both of those ends of the sliding scale Mm -hmm. and into aligned action mode. It's such a buzzword. I hate it, but it's, (laughs) it's truly what it is. It's aligned action mode where you feel embodied both internally, but you're also taking that action in a way that's aligned without working all those overtime hours or burning out. Yeah. I so resonate with all of this and I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but I think you said you've been in business for like four or five years. Is that? Yeah. 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 2013. Oh, same. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was also on Ashley's podcast, which is amazing. You all should go check it out. Um, But I was saying how I ran a local business and it was a franchise. So this step-by-step process that I was given to succeed 
was one of those like proven strategies. Like there was nothing you really needed to customize. I mean, yeah. you could, but if you followed it, you would get the results because it was a franchise. And when I entered the online world, it was the end of 2013, 2014. And I discovered Marie Forleo and I did B school. And I think that's the thing I loved B school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the first thing that like completely sent me down this like spiral of just like consuming, 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 learning everyone else's strategies and being like, why am I like, I have so much talent. I have so much experience. Like, why is this so hard for me on the internet? <laughs> and I kind of like would look down. It, it kind of made this, the reason why I want to share this is because I know my audience is going to really resonate with this, but it created this disconnect because I kind of saw like them, like those online entrepreneurs and then me. <laughs> yeah. And um, I feel like the first wave, like B-School, I don't know if you're familiar with B-School, but it was kind of the first wave of like, here's online business. Here's how you do it. Same thing, implement and you'll get the results. And there was a wave of online entrepreneurs that really made it big. And then I would, would say I noticed in maybe the past two, three years that there's like a second wave, a second generation of online entrepreneurs that is like, no, like yeah. that, that's not how it works. I need to customize it, personalize it. What's my, what's my energetic mastery? Like how are the ways that are unique for me to show up? How can I leverage my unique skills? So yeah, um, yeah. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on this. I know it's kind of. I do. Yeah, I do. I'm very familiar with Marie. I love Marie and I haven't personally taken B school, but I'm very aware of how world renowned it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing, I love what you're talking about here with this wave, like these two separate waves of entrepreneurship, the ones who came in and it was very much that bootstrap one size fits all, plug yourself into this system for success kind of thing. And now it's not that we're more nuanced because, you know, yes, human beings evolve. However, I believe that our basic general needs are the same and I think with this second wave of entrepreneurship, we are more intuitive. Like we are a lot more connected to our inner reality that we seek less of that validation from those external things, if that makes sense. And so I think when we have this awareness when we're being fed information or choosing to consume information is the better way to say it because it's not like Marie's sitting there like, listen to this, listen to this. Like the people are choosing to be in that environment and consume that content. But I think what's a big differentiation point for us entrepreneurs now is we have that inner voice that we're very connected to that pops up when we're given something that isn't in alignment with our energetic blueprint or the way in which we would go about taking action on something. Because here's the thing, for example, this is a big thing that is very common and shared widely across entrepreneurship is that you have to be constantly, uh, reaching out to and nurturing cold audiences. Right. And like, how are you tapping into the cold market? How are you casting that wider net kind of thing? Let's talk about sending uh, pitches over email. Let's talk about getting people on the phone when they have no idea who you are. 
that's not working for people anymore because not everyone's designed to function like that. Sure, there are plenty of people out there who feel so confident doing cold sales. I'm even thinking off the top of my head, my partner right now is a real estate agent and a big part of his lead generation is working with cold audiences. It's going and knocking on doors. It's picking up the phone and talking to people. (laughs) Yeah, right? And it's, for me, absolutely nauseating because for me, again, something that's, that's out there that's becoming more common and we can talk about it more if you want. Um, and if it's something that would be of interest to your audience, but I want to talk about human design to make this make a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So human design in its essence is the science and wisdom of differentiation differentiation, meaning that we are all here to be, do, and have things differently. There is no one size fits all way to do anything, to make money, to build a business, to succeed, to be in relationship, to communicate. We all have our own unique blueprint for doing that. And so of the five energy types, just to provide a tangible example here, like my partner is a manifester. And so it's so easy for him to go out and reach out to those cold audiences because he of the five energy types is the only energy type that is meant to initiate and catalyze action in other people. And he can go out there and be that person that's in your face in a very non-aggressive way. He's very pleasant and wonderful. Um, But he is not like repellent to other people when he's doing that because it matches his energetic blueprint he's in alignment when he's acting like that. I am a projector. I'm a non-energy type. And my strategy in taking action is waiting to be invited. I need to first be recognized and invited in, which if you've ever seen the OA on Netflix, that's what makes me think of. She Mm -hmm. has to be invited in, right? And that's projectors. So I first need to be recognized and then asked to provide guidance, feedback, support, coaching, you name it. Mm -hmm. So for me and for you, Brittany, because we talked on my podcast about how you're a projector as well, cold calling, cold pitching, cold anything does not work. It feels really gross in your body and it generally more often than not results in resistance and negative outcomes, the outcomes that you don't want, which results in bitterness. So this is like my very roundabout way of saying, I think with those two ways of entrepreneurship you're talking about, we're just a lot more aware of ourselves now because this wave of spirituality that I'm so grateful for, because it's, it's the way it's the way that we're heading and the way that we need to continue heading. We all need to be more conscious, caring people, whether we're entrepreneurs or not. And that starts with being aware of yourself. And so when, when we're consuming content, I think we just have that dissonance now to be like, "Mm, no, cold pitching via email doesn't feel good to me. Okay. Then what does feel good to me? What works for me? Is it creating video content that people can easily click a link on or they can apply to my coaching program? Does that feel more in alignment with me? Because the, the action, while it may be very different, can still get to that same result that you're looking for, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's so funny that you brought this up because 
I can't remember if we talked about this privately or if it was on the show or maybe it wasn't you, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I want to illustrate this with an example because this just happened to me last night. But um, did I talk to you about the IG strategy call, like discovery call I did? Yes, but okay. we should talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So, and again, I want to preface this like PSA, I'm not about bashing by any means. I think it's really interesting to bring these um, sales strategies to light so we can figure out what, what resonates and what doesn't. So this person's strategy does not resonate with me. And yet I'm can so guarantee that over half the listeners have, have been subject to this type of sales process for sure. Um, um, as a, as a projector, like it does not work. (laughs) Let me tell you. Um, but in a nutshell, um, I was offered a free Instagram audit last week and, um, it was, it was fine. It wasn't like mind blowing. I mean, I happen to be fantastic in branding and messaging, so Mm -hmm. I don't usually take other people's feedback in that sense because I trust myself enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like a, I don't know, a 20 minute call. And by the end of it, she was like, here's my 8,000 US dollar package. Um, If you book by tomorrow, I can knock off 2000. And I happened like to be really running late that day. She was 10 minutes late to the call. And I was like, I have to go like, this is just not, I can't have this conversation. So (laughs) it ended and I was like, fine, whatever. I didn't think much about it. Um, And then yesterday I got a follow-up email and it was this type of, I like to, evoke the subject of like consensual sales. And I think this is where the manifesting generator or generator, I think you said, where they can initiate. So she sends a follow-up email that says like, I have this new idea. I love to talk. Here's my calendar link. I'm available tomorrow. Mm. Now I'm not going to judge her sales process. I'm just going to be conscious of it. For me, as someone who's already sensitive, a projector, what, whatever, all the things, I was like, well, did anyone ask me if I would, like, I wasn't even asked if I was interested. I'm not interested. Yeah. Uh, and I think that this technique, like this is, I've been on the other end of that before where I've actually, because I didn't know myself. Yeah. I've given into it. And I actually think I might've mentioned this as well on your podcast. You guys have to listen to both episodes. <laughs> so like, <laughs> make it come full circle. But I had invested uh, a five figure investment with a business coach last year. And I realized now that's what it was. It was a free business session and it turned into me spending over $10,000 when I, you know, I, it wasn't the right technique. And she was teaching me the same thing. I was running Facebook ads to a cold audience for my $3,000 program, spending $50 per lead per person and not getting any results. And I remember feeling so, so, so like, oh my God, I would rather get a job than have to cold message people. Like that's how Mm -hmm. it felt to me. So that was a kind of a long tangent, but yeah, I'd love to hear your insights on like how people can, cause I think it comes down to, I realize it comes down to maybe not criticizing other people or judging their sales methods, even though some of them are really sketchy sometimes, but really more so mm-hmm. yourself and, and trusting that person yeah. you can trust in yourself to make the right investment. So 
take the yeah. stage. <laughs> what I'm, yeah. What I'm wondering even off the top of my head is if she even is a manifester or a manifesting generator or a generator, um, because she could very well be a different energy type acting out of alignment. If it feels like, if it feels bad energetically, it feels negative energetically to you on the receiving end. Oftentimes that person is actually out of alignment with their energy type. Because when you receive something in alignment, like for example, if I received something from you that was inviting me in and it coming from a place of you simply sharing guidance and feedback without that whole this is my way or the highway kind of vibe that a manifester can get away with. But if you were just genuinely sharing from that place of I'm a guide, here's the, here's the process that I have mastered in my lived experience. And here's the results it's getting for me and my clients. Are you interested in getting results like that too? That feels so good on the receiving end of that. And that's very projectory. I mean, like we could be here all day talking about sales strategies for each of the five energy types. But what I will say when it comes to sales, because there's already such negative connotation around sales as it is in business, which I I don't know why, like I have zero idea why, because we're being sold to constantly on a 24 seven basis. You're seeing ads on social media that you haven't even searched for. You were just talking to a friend about something and all of a sudden you see ads for it. Are you upset? No. Are you a little concerned? Maybe (laughs) we've all been there where you're like, they're listening. But anyway, that's another tangent. My point is, is this whole negative connotation about you getting compensated for your valuable work, your time and your energy. And let's not forget all the time, money and energy you've invested in becoming the best at what you do. Mm -hmm. Then like, why are you feeling like a bag of poop when it comes time to ask for money for all of that, for all of the wonderful transformations that you have the power to provide because of the time, money, and energy you've invested in yourself and perfecting your skills. So for me, again, there's a million and one ways to sell. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and give you like the one way to sell because I don't do that with myself. And I certainly don't do that with my clients. I would never try and limit you to a box. What I will say about feeling aligned in sales is it's just that, you know, only you actually know how it feels in your body, in your heart, in your mind, when you are selling in a way that feels really good, that feels really authentic, where you are in your power and you're coming from a place of not attachment, meaning that you aren't white knuckling this outcome so much to the point where you've wrapped your identity up in it, that if it were to not happen, you write yourself off as the world's worst failure. That's what we don't want. There are many ways you can practice being in non-attachment. Of course, we can talk about them. A lot of them are on that sliding scale, more on the spiritual side. But then, of course, you have to also take action and and put yourself out there again in ways that feel good to you. Maybe, you know, doing uh, Instagram live every single day to sell your program 
doesn't feel good to you. Okay. Don't do it. But what else can you do that feels really good to you? That is going to allow you that same power to show up, to share value, to invite your community, your audience to take the next step. Because just because one thing doesn't feel good, doesn't mean that you're writing off sales because then you just have a hobby and, and we're not just doing this for fun. Of yeah. course, this can be fun and, and business should be fun and sales should be fun. Um, but you know, eventually you have to ask for that, right? Your, your prospects, whatever you want to call them, your potential clients, your potential customers, they unfortunately can't read our minds. I think I would be a zillionaire if I was every prayer of mine for my audience to be able to read my mind was answered, but alas, here I am. No one can read my mind yet. So you have to tell them. But yeah. what feels good for you? If asking people to come in feels better than telling them, then do that. If doing something evergreen, so you don't have to show up with as much energy and pouring time and more energy into getting people into a funnel and so on and so forth. If that feels good to you, then do it. If it doesn't, don't, but just know that we live in this amazing universe of limitless possibilities and potential. And there is by no means one way to do something. Oh, I love this. And I had no idea that the conversation would go in this direction, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I think the thing, cause I've been talking about this a lot lately and I think in terms of like the stigma around selling, yeah. um, I think it comes down to like, it's this kind of the fine line between like respecting and breaking someone, someone's boundaries. Like when it doesn't, when it doesn't feel consensual, and so yeah. I was just in Toronto last week and I was at this, it was my first like networking event and it was all with like, you know, an older generation of people. And they were saying like, you know, they, someone was saying they don't normally go to networking events because they don't like things, products and services pushed on them. And mm -hmm. so to draw a parallel with this experience with the IG um, expert, <laughs> it was like, I felt like I wasn't asked my consent if I was really interested. And that's, I mean, that sounds a bit exaggerated, but, um, you know, it wasn't like, well, no, I think, it, I think you could put it in the umbrella of consensual. And it's funny because as a projector, I mean, yeah. maybe this isn't a projector thing. You tell me, but I'm, so I had two sales conversations in Toronto. I say Toronto, but y'all know I'm from Burlington, um, <laughs> last week. And I had people come up to me and be like, tell me more. And I'm like, great. And so I, you know, jump into it. Great conversation, like booked two new clients, but they came to me first. But if yeah. I were to go into a room and be like, does anyone want film production services? Like, that would kind of like, it feels like I, is this a projector thing? It's like, I need yes. this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. It's a hundred percent a projector thing. One hundred percent. They recognized you, right? That's sort of the cadence of um, success for projectors is sort of embodying your authenticity right? And just kind of standing in that being as you're, you're, you know, you're taking action behind the scenes. You're not just sitting there in the being you're doing things right. Like mm -hmm. you had a busy week last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 
you were able to still be embodied in your highest expression of your authenticity and that acted as a magnet for other people to recognize you and the value that you provide, the transformation that you can support them in achieving. And so they asked because they wanted to learn more about it, therefore providing you with an invitation to respond to. And because that invitation felt good to you, meaning they felt like a really great aligned prospect. So you continued the conversation and remained in your embodied authenticity and simply shared the solution that they came to you for resulting in success for both of you. A hundred percent of projector, a projector thing. Oh my God. Truth bombs going off over here. <laughs> I love <laughs> articulated that. Um, okay. Moving a little bit. I noticed, so you mentioned the word embodying and this is also something I'm really passionate about talking about is like what it actually means to embody your message. And everyone kind of has a different version mm -hmm. of what that means to them. So what does that mean for you? Mm, okay. I'm all about tangibles. Um, I'm also very kinesthetic and very visual. So I love painting a picture and that's what I'm going to do right now. <laughs> so you remember how off the top of this conversation, I was talking about that twofold problem on that sliding scale of entrepreneurship, where you've got the entrepreneurs on one end of the scale who are so focused on the embodiment and, you know, processing their blocks and doing all of the spiritual work that they're not taking any action. And then there's the Gary V entrepreneurs on the other end. Sorry, Gary, I have so much respect for him, but <laughs> we're just going to continue picking on him. So there's the Gary V's on the other end where it's just consume, consume, consume. How can I get there the fastest and hustle the hardest? And, you know, I'm just hustling 24 seven. That's my middle name. Now, being in the middle of that scale is obviously an equal balance of both. And so to me, at a core level, embodying your message is, are you walking your talk? Are you the business owner who preaches hustle and consistency and, you know, the grind and whatever? And is that what you're living out? But is it sustainable? Are you living it out in a way that's sustainable? And that's providing you results. And it's just fueling that hustle machine. If that's what's working for you, then like you're embodying your message 100%. You've figured out a way to hack the hustle. Yeah. If you're on that opposite end of the scale and you're really focused on the embodiment and the power and the empowerment and the processing your blocks and so on and so forth, and you're able to identify ways on that end of the scale to take action, then you're going to bring yourself more into the middle. Because again, if you're that spiritual entrepreneur who conserves your energy by doing everything evergreen, mm -hmm. then you have found a way to hack that. And that's what works for you. My big piece of advice always, always, always with people who are wanting to obviously grow a sustainable business that's scalable, that provides them with the lifestyle that they desire to live. And also who are in the beginning stages of their business and very likely looking for mentorship is to look at the lifestyle of your mentor. Because that's going to be the, the bigness, the bigness, oh my gosh, the biggest <laughs> signifier for you. 
because it's one thing for somebody to just consume everyone else's content and preach it back at you. Yeah. But it's totally different for them to have, again, spent that time, money, and energy mastering their skills and becoming the best at what they do, but also walking their talk and living what they teach. You want to learn from someone who's living what they teach because that's proof that their process works for someone like them. So if you identify with them and the way that they work and their energy, regardless of where they are on that sliding scale, then good. Check box number one. But box number two is super important. Are they the living embodiment of their message? Have they found a way to hack the hustle? Have they found a way to hack the super spiritual side? Have they found a way to hack whatever it is that you're buying into? Mm, This is so powerful. And I wish that me a year ago had had this wisdom because from someone who came, who grew up in a very like traumatic childhood, had very codependent behaviors, never had a role model, I kind of... I ended up attracting people, friends, relationships, everything in my life where it kind of was like an abusive or toxic dynamic. And so Mm -hmm. again, I'm not, I think my old business coach was great, but it, it mirrored and echoed those toxic voices from my family, that hard love, just get it done. Don't think, don't feel, just do. And I thought when I signed up for that, I really want to share this because I want to help people really tap into their own like inner guidance system. Mm -hmm. If I had known that actually what I needed was a, like a more gentle voice to like nurture me. I mean, all these things I used to cringe at. I used to like, hustle. like I was part of my identity. And, um, I once heard someone say that, if a coach triggers you, you should hire them. I was actually just thinking about this today or yesterday. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I don't know if I do either. (laughs) Yeah. We're in the same boat on this. (laughs) I remember. And it got such a high engagement and I was like, Hmm, maybe I'm doing things wrong. And I was thinking about yesterday and I was like, no, but I mean, at least for someone who, and I don't want to keep identifying in this way, but for, because my audience, like you struggles with visibility and like healing trauma who has experienced that, like the most powerful and important thing they can do is learn to trust themselves. Mm -hmm. And so if you give your power away and are are working with someone that is going to constantly trigger you, then unless that coach knows how to support you through the triggers, it's going to leave you off in a worse state. And I think this is a trend that I've just noticed even to myself, but in the online space, just people in general. Um, it's funny. We were just saying before I hit record, like I'm in a trigger state right now because yeah. of the French administration and I'm having to be very mindful of not taking things personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if- I mean, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just thinking like speaking of like being triggered by coaches and this whole narrative, like we could do an, an entire separate podcast on the coaching industry again, not to bash it, but just to raise awareness. Um, because there's so many things I know now that I wish I knew when I started just like you, Brittany. And, um, 
yeah, the big thing around being triggered by your coach, I, I don't entirely agree with that. I think there's a fine line there because of course, uh, if you are slightly triggered, but not necessarily in a, what the F way, but, uh, but like, a Oh, well, like, how could I do that? I wonder if that's even possible for me. And it starts kind of getting you down that sort of rabbit hole. I I like to refer to that as a positive trigger. Not all triggers have to be negative. So kind of let's, let's dismantle that narrative a little bit here too. Um, But if you're triggered in sort of a a curious, inquisitive way, where again, you can feel yourself aligning with their energy, you see that they're living the type of lifestyle that you want, but maybe they say some things and like call you on your stuff that you're too afraid to call yourself on right now. If you're feeling triggered in that way, then that's okay because that means that you've likely found somebody that has the ability, if you let them, to see you at your highest potential and hold you to that standard. Mm. But I think also there's some things happening in the coaching industry on, on the flip side of this coin where people are maybe triggered, quote unquote, by somebody and they decide like, oh, well, then they can help me they'll be the thing. They're my lesson, my missing link. And they kind of start to put the person who's literally just a person who goes through all of the things that you go through, who poops just like Beyonce. And, you know, they put them on the pedestal and create codependency. But the problem is there's also a lot of coaches out there creating codependency that their process is the only way to succeed that they need you to give them, or sorry, you need them to give them, to give you the next steps, to give you that next strategy, to give you the next blueprint, the thing that you can plug and play. And that is just going to turn your business on and the floodgates are going to open and the millions and millions of dollars and people are just going to come rushing in and you believe it. And then you do it and it doesn't happen. And so what ends up happening? You beat yourself up yeah. And then you hire that coach again, creating this loop of codependency. I'm literally speaking from lived experience. This is not me coming from a place of judgment, like, oh, you're screwing up because of this. No, like I was this girl, not right. the coach. I was the client who was yeah. like, that's going to be the coach. That's it. Yeah. She's got what I need. She's got that process. And then when I hire them, it's, it's not anything uh, of the coach here. It was my belief that they were going to solve all of my problems, that what they had was some secret missing link that I needed. And if it didn't work the first time around, well, then the second time around must work. And that's how you end up with multiple five figures of debt on a credit card. And that's not fun. Yeah, I so, so, so freaking resonate with this. And when I was in the state of investing last year, I was literally in a state of desperation. I won't go into the story, but um, I just was like, like someone show me the missing piece. Like I was just so tired. And I remember, I'll tell you what the little voice first said to me. 
I'll tell you that after. So my coach was teaching me this like unbeatable system, okay, to fill your mm -hmm. online program. So I was like, great, show me the steps. Like this is what worked before. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do every fucking thing and it's going to work. <laughs> and um, here's what I realized at the end. It works if you have an audience already. And that was what the mm. little voice said to me, excuse all my swearing, but just for emphasis, that's what the voice said to me before I hired her. I was like, Brittany, you don't have a content problem. You don't have a this, you just don't have the exposure. And so when I implemented her system, like it technically could work, but only if you yeah. have audience. Like, and I'm always saying this, you can have an amazing message, but if it's just your friends and family on your Facebook page, then that's not going to translate into paid clients. You have to like no. really, and then there's the other side of the spectrum of like, well, just put out, this is like the most annoying marketing advice ever. I'm just going to call bullshit on it. We, when people say like, put out quality content, like oh, uh, enough, <laughs> you have to go and find your people. Like, um, audible gagging over here. Audible <laughs> gagging. This event we just did last Thursday. I mean, it, there was over 170 women that showed up. And it took a year to fill that. And it was like constant free monthly events, like finding the people, creating culture and community. It wasn't just like we put out this fantastically curated content and all these people showed up. I mean, that's part of it. But um, yeah, I'm super like ranty on this, but it's just like... I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. And I'm, I'm right on board there with you. I'm right there with you. And like one final sort of pearl of wisdom I would love to just drop um, is the secret that you're looking for. It's, it's available to you. Like it's, it's not really a secret. The secret is all of those processes and strategies work. They yeah. do. They work. Otherwise that person wouldn't be promoting it. They work for that person. They maybe work for some other people like that person. What's going to work for you? Like that's, that's what I want to know. And that's what you need to know. What's going to work for you? What feels really good for you? Are you somebody who is low energy, who wants to set yourself up? Like I think passive income when winter in Canada rolls around, I start thinking passive income because I am held up in my house, like not wanting to go out, not wanting to do anything. Some days not wanting to show up. Like I become a big grizzly bear over the winter. <laughs> I'm the world's worst Canadian. I can't deal with the cold. And you know, there's some seasonal elements that come with that too, where it, you, there's an added layer of elevating your emotions and your frequency because I could go weeks without seeing the sun and that's a big bummer, but I know that. And so I'm able to structure my business in a way that fulfills that, that doesn't require me to show up, but I first need that awareness of myself and what I want. So instead of focusing on everything going on out there around you and what everyone else is doing and all of their 10 step processes for success, what would be really amazing for you? Like if you knew for certain that you would be supported, that the outcome that you are desiring is a hundred percent already yours, <clears throat> what would be a really fun, exciting, easy way for you to get there? And like, let's just put the blinders on 
tune out the noise and focus on getting there using your own success blueprint. Because the only reason the everybody else's 10 step success strategies and the blueprint and the plug and play system for six figure months worked is because they implemented it with intention, with awareness of self and awareness of where they want to be in their life and in their business. And it was implemented with the belief that it's working, that it's going to work. So if you have those things and you already have your formula for success, do you need some mentorship and guidance along the way? Sure. But make sure you refer back to those tips or whatever you want to call them. I was sharing about finding the right mentor. If it's me, great. If it's Brittany, great. If it's not great, because the bottom line here is you finding the people that you jive with the most who can hold you to that standard of your highest potential, who can see you there when you can't, because you're going to have those days mm-hmm. and can hold space for you in a way that fuels your independence, right? No codependency here that allows <laughs> you to implement the systems and strategies that work for you. You literally don't need anything or anyone else. So yeah. Take everyone pedestal, take their strategies off the silver platter and start focusing on you and what you want. Yeah, this is so, so powerful. And I just want to add this in quickly. And this could be a very unpopular opinion, but um, at least for me, I always believe that entrepreneurship was just kind of like getting your hands mess, like getting your hands dirty and just like figuring things out along the way. And I think that there's an amazing things that have come from the evolution of the coaching industry. Yeah. But I think it's really shut us back down into that like employee mindset of like, do this, do that. Yeah. And we got how to think for ourselves. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of contradictory or counterintuitive to say this because I believe in mentorship, but mm-hmm. I'm realizing again, it's coming back to that inner mentor. So Um, I love everything that you said, and I'm curious if a projector should work with a projector mentor or how would you pair that up? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a, in a, in a perfect world, ask your next mentor what their human design is. And if they don't know, it takes them two seconds to look up. Um, yeah. And know what your human design is, because honestly you can get by for the rest of your life not knowing or mastering anything other than your energy type, your strategy and authority. If you can master those three things, then like you've mastered human design. You, there's no need to go deeper. You can, if you want, it's super nuanced. You could spend years of your life studying it and mastering it. But for those of you who really just want to have that awareness of self and especially the awareness of your energy and the way you're meant to operate and interact with the world, your energy type, your strategy and authority are going to take you such a long way. So yeah, um, I generally ask all of my clients what their human design is. When I've sought out mentors, I've explored what their human design is because again, it's really important for me to do that due diligence when I'm the one who's the client hiring a mentor 
to know that not only does that person have the business, the results in their business that I desire, that quality of life that I desire, but they've done it in a way that honors their specific energy type. And for me as a projector and, and same with you, Britt, as these non-energy types who are truly meant to work against the way our society has been programmed to work, which is very unconventional and so hard for people to wrap their minds around at first. Um, I want to make sure that the person who's holding space for me understands that I'm meant to work in a way that is very unconventional and that is very against the societal norms. And so, yeah, of course, for anyone listening, it's something that's so great to inform your decisions, not only with yourself and your life and your business, but also when you're making decisions to hire support, whether that's support of a mentor. And even as you're growing your business and building out your team, like I have a wonderful marketing assistant who's a manifesting generator. So she can do outreach and catalyze action in other people people and she can pitch, 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 pitch. She does all of the stuff that I am not meant to do because it's completely out of alignment with me and my energy type, but it's so in her zone of genius. So just something to think about. Again, I'm not like live or die by human design, but it's something so great to just inform those big decisions. Yeah. And if you guys have questions about this come and find us on social media we'll put the links in the comments or come into the facebook group my next level self yeah um, Ashley and i might do like a um what did we say like maybe like a mini live just to like introduce her i want to really bring more of this work into the world and on that topic how yeah. how can people work with you like do you offer um, specifically like a human design package or do you have other, like, tell us all the goods. Yeah. <laughs> um, so human design is something that I infuse into all of my coaching experiences, whether you work with me one-on-one, -on -one, whether you work with me in my mastermind or whether you work with me in a single session, it's again, always something that we reference because we want to make sure that all of the feedback, guidance, coaching, and support you're getting is actually going to be in alignment with you and the way that you're meant to go out there and make decisions and interact with the world and take action. So it informs everything. However, I do have a 90 minute single session I offer where we actually dive into your entire human design chart. So the sole focus of that session is your human design. And of course, if you have questions about how that plays into your business or your life or your relationships, I am there to hold space for you to get clarity on that as well. Um, and like I said, right now I am focusing on filling up my mastermind container, which is starting in January, 2020, and it'll open up a couple times throughout 2020. Um, so definitely make sure you check that out. You'll find human design in there as well as NLP. And again, um, those structures for building out and scaling your business, but in a way that you can completely customize to you and your needs, because who would I be if I was sitting here talking against the one size fits all approach and I created a one size fits all approach. So it's yeah. something that's very easily customizable to plug into your business for the entrepreneur who's been in business for at least six months to a year, who is now looking to scale beyond one-on-one -on -one services. Um, and then my highest level of support, 
support is my one-on-one container again, where we focus on whatever it is that you want to focus on most while we use human design and business strategy and NLP to really get you from where you are now to where you want to be. And all of that can be found on my website, <clears throat> excuse me, at ashleyperkins.co. That's C-O. <laughs> I had to double check that when I was emailing you. I'm like, where's the M? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big point of confusion sometimes. So I always like to clarify it's not .com, it's just .co. <laughs> I love it. This is amazing. And I think this, like your work is so powerful and everyone just even check out her Instagram because she has a beautiful feed. She also has a podcast it's called conscious conversations right yes yeah wow. conversations that's coming back in january where you will hear Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brand Interrupted Podcast. I so appreciate you and your time. And to show that appreciation, I want to give you a free gift. Head over to untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift to get instant access to my free three-part Audaciously You on Camera video series, a step-by-step on how to share your story, craft your core message, master your energy, infuse your personality, and boost your charisma on camera so you can amplify your impact with video and turn viewers into dream clients. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, don't forget to head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, bisous from Paris. Ciao, ciao.